want to talk about tonight is a very interesting area of halacha. It's the things which form the category which are also either because it's considered disrespectful to food, in the halachic terminology, something disrespectful for food, or it's called which means unnecessary wasting food. So let's start with uh, where the halakha begins, really. And that is, we've been learning until now, Hilchus Brachus. And we've learned there's two categories of brachus. We've learned the brachus one makes before eating, there's brachus one makes after eating. And the question is, what's the halakha if a person puts something into his mouth and then he realizes only afterwards he didn't make a bracha? Now, if he's already eaten whatever the food was, so then it's too late. The bracha Rishonah can only be made before eating. Uh, we don't, even though there is such an opinion, we don't pass them like that. We can't make up a bracha rishona after one's eaten. But the question which the Gemara discusses, and this is brought in the Shulchan Aruch, and that is, what would the halacha be if the food is still in one's, in one's mouth? The food is still in his mouth. So he hasn't yet swallowed it, it's still in his mouth, but Lemaise, he realizes at that stage that he hasn't made a bracha. So the Shulchan Aruch breaks it into three, three categories. Firstly, those foods which a person could take out of his mouth and would be willing to eat again. It's not something which is nimas, which is then off-putting to put back into one's mouth. The easiest and best example for that is a lollipop or something like that. If a child puts a lollipop into their mouth and then they realize it didn't make a bracha, so then it's very simple. Take it out, make a bracha, and then you can carry on eating. But what about those categories of food which if they're already in one's mouth, he's not going to take them out and, and put them back in the second time. So then the halacha is that he should move the food to the side of his mouth and make the bracha with the food in his mouth. Which means even though normally the halacha is that was meant to not have it, his mouth should be empty when he makes the bracha. There shouldn't be anything in his mouth. You learn it from the pasuk, that one's mouth should be filled only with the words of praise, nothing else. But in a case like this, where he's already uh, eaten something, so in a case like that, it's better to make the bracha even with the food in his mouth. And what about if we're talking about a liquid? And if that's the case, it's not practical to talk with liquid in his mouth. So the options will therefore either be to swallow the liquid or to spit out the liquid because he's not going to be able to make a bracha with it in his mouth. So here we see the Shulchan Aruch Paskins that one's allowed to swallow the liquid. And then if there would be more he wants to drink, he'd make a bracha rishayna. And if not, then you just make the bracha achorim. That's the psaq of the shachalach. The Mishnah Burr brings other achorim who argue, and the Mishnah Burr brings the place to say that a person should spit the liquid out rather than swallow it. Now, the reasoning for that is because the, there's an isr against eating something without a bracha, and therefore, right now, a person, if they would swallow the liquid in their mouth, would be getting some benefit from this world without making a bracha, they're not meant to do that. And the reasons why the Shulchan Aruch doesn't pass him like that, and he holds a person's allowed to swallow uh, even though he didn't make a bracha, so there's two reasons given. The one reason is the reason which is brought by Rabbi Hanano in the, in the Rosh, and that is that it, when one's meant to make a bracha on food, which is in a stage of people who are going to eat it, it's edible food. And therefore, before a person puts something into his mouth, it's something that they're able to eat, it's edible, and make a bracha. Whereas if we're talking about the food which is already in a person's mouth, or a liquid which is already in a person's mouth, and therefore he's not, no one's going to make a bracha on it and eat it in its current state, if that's the case, right now 
or they don't have to, they can swallow it's already in their mouths, even without making a bracha. The second uh, swara given is Prophet Hashem Zabnarbach, and that is that the isr of getting Hanav in this world without making a bracha is only when Chazal wanted to make the bracha. So when the mitzvah is you meant to make a bracha, then the converse of that is that it's also the Hanav without the bracha. But in a case where you weren't required to make the bracha, and if that's the case, they didn't ask you getting Hanav without the bracha. If that's the case, if Chazal said, when one has food in one's mouth, one, that, one can swallow and one doesn't have to make the bracha, then they're not doing anything wrong by swallowing without the bracha. So we see it's a machlekes, like I said, between the poskim, there are other shittas that one's allowed to swallow without making the bracha, and those, those opinions are hold that uh, one has to spit the food out and, not, and in, not, not drink without making a bracha. Now, in both of these cases, the shulchan doesn't paskin that a person has to... Uh, when the case of food which is already in his mouth or a liquid, according to Shulchan Aruch, one's allowed to continue drinking, or one's allowed to make the bracha of the food in one's mouth. And he doesn't pass him that a person is mechuyev to put the food out, even as a result of it being, he's not wanting to eat it after that. And the reason for this is because it's part of a general principle we're going to see, and that is the din of hafsidachin, that one doesn't have to waste the food. And therefore, if, even if it means you want to make a bracha, not is allowed to eat it rather than just waste it. Now, what are the parameters of this thing? Of not, not to waste food. So if you look at Nalacha, we see it falls into, it's broken into two separate categories. There's one category, which is hefsid eichel, which means wasting food. And there's another category of bizu eichel, of, so to speak, being trying to disrespect the food. Is this a new topic or continuation? continuation? So let's have a look at the difference between them, where they both apply. So first, let's understand why there would be an isr in being disrespectful to food. It's not like a tire, it's not something of kudusha. So why is there an isr of being mavazi, of being disrespectful to food? So the source of this is the Gemara. And the Gemara tells the story of Rabbi Yehuda, the Talmud of Rabbi Shmuel, who was once walking in the marketplace, and he saw people throwing bread at each other. And he said, it seems like there's too much bracha in the world. And therefore, people aren't grateful for Hashem's bracha. And uh, even though he hadn't intended to act as some kind of a curse, but nevertheless, that observation caused the famine. As a result, there wasn't food and people were desperate to, to find anything to eat. But it wasn't that Rabbi was coming to, so to speak, vilify people, but that the, that the Mitzis. If people aren't grateful for food, so then there's a, there's a, a reason why they will be punished by losing food. And because of this, we see that the category of bizu yoichlin is really because if a person shows they don't appreciate food, then that would be a reason to lose that. Now, as an extension of this, it's very interesting. We know that today everybody's looking for scholars to become wealthy. Well, we have two scholars in the Gemara, how to become poor. The two things the Gemara says, and if a person does it, he'll lose his money. It's a similar news. If he does them, he'll lose his money. It's a way to become poor. Yes. So what are these two things? They're both applied to food. The first one, the Gemara says, is that if a person, when, when he eats bread, and then the crumbs after one eats, if you would stand on the crumbs, that's considered being mavazid food. And if that's the case, it's a simon for news. Now, even though the halacha is that a piece of bread which is the size of kazais, like we're going to see, one, has, one can't throw away, it has, one has to treat it 
with a certain respect, but crumbs don't fall into that category. One could sweep up crumbs and throw them away, but to stand on crumbs or to leave them on the floor that they're going to get stood on, that's a, that's a design, that people stand on food. And therefore, if, uh, after eating, if there are crumbs on the floor, because it should be maktab to sweep it up, because standing on crumbs is a, in the category of being a food about which the Gemara says that it's a reason why a person loses money. So much so, the Gemara tells a story of a certain person that the Satan was trying to do, get them to do something wrong so that he was able to accuse them in Shemaim and cause them to lose their money. And this person was always very machmir after he ate to sweep up the crumbs so that he wouldn't stand on crumbs. The Gemara tells the story that one time he was eating over sand and the Satan was all excited. Now I'm going to get him. You can't sweep sand. And, uh, but what he saw, what this person did after eating, was he gathered up the sand under where he ate and he threw it into the river. So that all the crumbs would go with the sand and no one would be able to stand. Mm-hmm. And the Gemara says that that's that just often gave up. He's not going to be able to catch this guy. But we see from that the importance of not being mavazi crumbs. Is that only bread or even? That's specifically bread. Dafka by bread, we find this in that not to stand on bread or not to leave bread on the floor. As a person is not to eat the crumbs, it might be a scholar, but it is brought in the not to mazal them. Now, the, where this is very practical, and it becomes a question on Shabbos as well, and that is if a person wants to clear the table. So if he has, let's say, a plastic tabletop, and the easiest way to clear the table is just to roll it up and throw it away. So one's allowed to roll up the tabletop with crumbs in it. But if they're pieces of bread, which are a kazayas, or according to some post-game, even if there isn't one piece of a kazayas, but the pieces together will, mitzvah, will join to the share of a kazayas, one's not meant to throw them away with everything else. And they're what you meant to do with them. So if it's a person isn't mechayev to eat something he doesn't want to eat, but a person has to treat it with covet, which means he can't throw it away with the rest of the garbage, has to put it away separately. And then a person can wrap it up on the time and dispose of it on the time, not with everything else. But even once it's in a separate plastic bag, you shouldn't put that bag in If that bag is not see-through, it's a non-transparent bag, then you can put it in the garbage. But one shouldn't throw, it shouldn't be nicked like, to throw food into the garbage or other things. Because is within of hefted So you can't waste food. And therefore, to throw it away or to ruin it, you can't do. But now, what's the person going to do with the crust of the bread or the end of the challah, whatever it is, which he doesn't want to eat? Again, like, uh, the person can point out, the Gemara doesn't say a person is to eat everything. A person can't be mafsidit. And therefore, if he wraps it up by itself, he's not being mafsidit. It's on its own. That's okay. To put it into the garbage with everything else, which as a result of that has now become dirty and become something which a person won't eat, that's being mafsidit. That a person can't do. It doesn't have the same gender like the robbers describing. You can't throw it with everything else. You can't be mapsed. Mm-hmm. As a result of this, there are people who don't throw it in the garbage, and if they leave it outside. So if they leave it in a place, on a wall or somewhere like that, or give it to the bird, that's okay. But if they leave it on the floor, they're doing worse. Because putting it on the floor where people are going to stand on it is a bigger problem. That's uh, being mapsed with uh, being resulted in food. But it's for the same reason. The Paiskin Paskin is a dinner of Elma Virimalaikhi, which means the person's walking on the street and they see bread on the floor, they're meant to pick it up. Just to bring people uh, standing on it, the person meant to pick it up. Right. Now, the Yashid Paskin is that the bread's already at the stage where it's inedible. It's, it's fallen into a puddle and it's muddy or whatever it is, and no one's going to eat it. So it then doesn't apply. Food which is still baguette food which a person theoretically could eat. The person has to have it. If it's already been ruined to the stage where it's no longer something anyone would eat, so there's no lack of that. That's the thing of the first thing which applies to 
not to move vases, specifically bread, is not to stand on it, not to leave it on the floor, and when there are leftovers, to wrap them up or not to throw them out with the rest of the garbage. Now, if it's still food which a person could theoretically eat, then it doesn't have to pick it up. Bread. Bread. I'm talking about bread. Now, where this isn't again, this is a side point, is is there a problem of burial on Shabbos? And that is if a person wants to clear up the tablecloth, and he wants to take out the pieces of bread, not to eat them. He doesn't tend to eat them. He just doesn't want to throw them away with everything else. So you can't call this Eichel Mitech Psalis. So that's the, if that's the case, would this be an issue of burial to take out the, the bread from the rest of the, the remainders or the rest of the refuse on the table, not to throw away everything else. The second case we find the din, the mucha to bread, that is the Gemara says that it's a simonanius. It's a cause for poverty if a person doesn't do it. And that is, the Gemara says a person who's toile pizza, a person who hangs his bread. Now how do you hang bread? So what the poets can give as an example of this, as, as we know, they used to collect an Eruv from all the people in the town to make, so they can carry in Shabbos, and they used to leave the Eruv in the shul. And the way they used to do is they used to put up a peg or a hook in the shul, put all the pieces of bread that they collected in a bag and hang it on the hook. And the boys can tell them, I shouldn't do that. That's called being toilet bread. That's called hanging bread. He said, what they should do is they should build a box or a shelf, and they can put the Eruv into the box or into the shelf, not to hang it on a hook. And this is a very practical thing. People go to the bakery, they, go to, they buy the chalas or whatever it is, they come home, they hang it on the peg, or they hang it on the back of a handle, or on a door. Uh, that's also, it's the get it being hanging bread, and the simon for our news. Okay, they ask the question, if that's the case, am I allowed to walk around the bakery holding the bread, because is that called hanging in my hand? That would have no problem. It's clearly the way the person puts it down, that's a, that's the problem. The other one is on over. No. It's on carrying. What about a sandwich in a bag? So the same thing. When, when, when no, no, no. I come to Yeshiva and this one. Oh, so I also have some that uh, when all the kids come to Chayda or to Gan, so they all have their backpacks and all get, they all, each one has a peg or a hook with his, uh, for his backpack. And they have their lunch inside, which is bread. So is that a problem of hanging bread because you're hanging all the ticks on the wall? They're not hanging bread. So some said you can't see that. You see the tick. There happens to be a pencil case inside, a book inside. It's also a sandwich. You're not hanging the bread specifically. Whereas if a person specifically has food in the bag, then to hang it is a problem. That's considered being totally there. Even a sandwich. Even a sandwich. Even if it's an opaque bag. That's the halachas which... There's another category in halacha where the Gemara talks about being mevazer oichlin and at the same time it's being mevazer oichlin. It's only just like about treating bread in a way which is a bizarre. But now we get to the second category, and that is something which is not just a design, it's also a waste. And that's a, that'd be problematic. And then the Gemara says to use bread for something just as a, as a tool, and I'm not going to eat the bread afterwards. So for example, if a person doesn't have, let's say, a serving board, he wants to lay out uh, cold cuts or meat, and he doesn't have a charcuterie board or whatever it is, so he decides he's going to do is he's going to cut the bottom of a loaf of bread, he's going to use that as a, a serving tray. That halacha is, it's also, it's only mutter to use bread for some other food if you're going to eat the bread also. So if you're going to eat it as a sandwich, you can eat it, but then it's eating the bread. But if you're just using the bread as a way to serve other food, then it's also. Not only that, the Shulchan Aruch is another example. If a person, let's say, has a, a bowl, which is a little bit shaky, so he wants to prop it up, so he's using a piece of bread underneath to keep it straight, that's also a problem of uh, using past, using bread for something which is demeaning for it. 
especially if the bowl is full in it, and as a result of that, you won't be able to eat the bread, then it's for sure a problem. Once I asked the question, they wanted to use a chalerol as a, bla- a base for a flower, a flower uh, arrangement. arrangement. They'd never vast. They thought they'll stick all the flowers into the roll and they'll have the flower arrangement like that. And that's for sure it's also. It's using bread for something which is demeaning to the bread. That's for sure also. Now, just as an aside, people often ask the question, there's a, a kid's uh, play activity uh, called, I don't know what's called, it's called, it's called, it's called a play-doh. Play-doh, Be'etzen, is a dough. It's a, except it's something you want to turn to something that the kids can play with as a dough and it won't go bad. So they add a tremendous amount of salt. Salt preserves it, it doesn't spoil. And then children can play with it like a kind of a, yeah. Now, is that what you're asked to do? You're taking flour and water, you're making a dough, and you're mixing in salt to preserve it. And the halach is it's fine, because it's not yet bread. It's just the, the ingredients which you could make bread out of, we don't have a problem with that. Because that's okay, it's not yet bread. I have a question. I remember... talks about a person who wants to eat dice. Dice is a kind of a porridge, kind of a cereal, and he doesn't have a spoon. So he wants a piece of bread to eat it with. So the Shulchan Aruch says it's mutter as long as he eats the bread. Because then eating it together with bread, that's okay. I can dip my bread into uh, any kind of a salad or into mayonnaise or hummus, whatever you want. I can dip my bread into this dice as well. But now he says, so he says as long as you eat the bread, it's okay. Then he brings the Yesha and brings a second opinion that with every bite I have to eat some bread. It's not just I can use the bread at the spoon and afterwards eat the bread. That's being mazalzal for as long as I'm eating it. And therefore he brings a second opinion that each time I eat, I should eat some of the bread with it, and then from it's not just the act of using it as an eating influence, and I'm eating the bread at the same time. We are not going to You don't have to do that. But then it's a second deation. In my application, is it? It talks about a minute that they used to have to throw things at the chosen. It's not a new minute, it's a minute going back to the time of the Mishnahs. They used to throw clothes for goes, and they used to throw dried wheat kernels, and the goes in my nuts. And the Gemara discusses what's mutter to throw and what's not. And there the, the discussion is if these things are going to get ruined by being thrown. So something which if by being thrown at the chosen is going to become spoiled or it's going to fall in the floor and get dirty or become inedible, it's also because it's ruining food. Right, this is all food. This is all food. All food if you, that, you throw at some, that is thrown at the chosen in a way where it's going to get ruined you can't do it. So it's not the throwing that's the problem. Right, we're not going to get there. Right. We're about to talk about that. And therefore the Gemara says, the clothes for Egoism are both things which are hard and dry, and if they hit the floor, you just pick them up again. The only problem that could be by throwing nuts at the chosen is the chosen might get hurt, but it's not going to ruin the nuts. You can still use the nuts. Right, and the Rishabura says that in, there was a minag in his place not to throw nuts, but to throw raisins. And he says, that's my mishasa, because raisins are going to get ruined. No one's going to pick up raisins which are stopped and get squashed when they're on the floor. And therefore, he says, it's also to throw raisins. Yeah, similarly, right, so that's what's also. Right. And similarly, he says that even when it's muzzled to throw clothes and it goes in, things like that, it's only when the floor's dry. He says in that, that place was a minute to throw them on the chosmans way to the chuppah if the floor's wet. And therefore, they're going to get wet and they're going to get muddy and no one's going to eat them afterwards. You have the same problem. They have the same problem, and that is, it's being mafsid oichlin, and it doesn't just apply to bread, that applies to all foods. And therefore, if one wants to throw things at a chasen, or whatever it's going to be, it'll have to be something which is not going to get ruined by being thrown. Now, that's for all foods. So we don't have a problem with throwing the food, the problem is specifically that it's going to get ruined as a result. It says the Shulchan Aruch, but when it comes to bread, there's a bigger chumrah. It's also to throw bread. 
It's also to throw bread altogether, even if it's not going to get burnt. In other words, the person sitting around the table and he wants to throw a chara to the person on the other side, he's going to catch it. He's going to eat it. So it's not going to get ruined, but throwing bread is a problem. The Shulchan Aruch says this a second time. In Hilchas Hamoitzi, so then over there he talks about the fact that a person makes the moitzi and moitzi everyone else, and now he wants to hand out the chala. So the Mishabur says there's even more of an issue not to throw bread, because it's, besides for design for the food, it's designed for the bracha. And therefore, a person who's careful not to throw bread. Um, I know that there's certain chasidim who have the minag, the dafke, to throw the bread. Better for that. Is. Why, what, yes, it's a minute, like I said. But the question is how it works with the parameters of Allah. At what stage has it become throwing the bread, which is clearly awesome because that's his illness? I don't know where this minute was, but apparently there was a minute somewhere uh, to throw bread at the chasm. I don't know why, but they would do it, they would wrap it in a bag so it wouldn't get ruined. So I said, he said, when it comes to bread, it's not a day of getting ruined, it's a zilz in the bread. And therefore, even if it's in the bag, it's still also to throw. You throw a box of bread? The Indian not to throw uh, food. What's also brought there is that there was a minute to be mezalef yain by a basura to pour wine in front of it. The mission talks about in service. And the Shulchan Aruch says what it meant was that they used to have to build like a kind of a pipe, a tsinor, to pour the wine down and have something to catch it at the other end. Because just to pour wine when it's going down on the floor is you can't do that. And therefore, if you wanted to do the simon that they had to pour wine in front of her, it had to be that they already built some kind of a pipe to pour the wine down with a way to catch it at the other end so that it wouldn't get ruined. There's a number of other cases, it's hard to go into all of them, but maybe let's talk about one or two more examples of this thing of, of where it comes up, that, the thing of ruining food or being with other food. So the one they talk about is in the Rasayda. When a person takes wine out of the cup for each of the, each of the, the makos, and uh, we take it out of the cup. We're not drinking it. Why isn't it uh, considered being mafsid aichim? Similarly, by Abdullah, that the Gemara says that it's an Indian to that any house which the wine is nishbach, it's a simon bracha. So we want that simon bracha of Abdullah. So we pour extra wine and it spills over the sides of the cup. Why isn't it busy aichim? So why isn't it busy aichim? Now, now you can't drink it anymore. So why aren't you learning food? So the general rule that the post can say is that if someone's doing something as a mitzvah or as a kiyom of a din, that's not called busy aichim. I'm doing it for the halach. And if that's the case, so then it's mutter. So therefore, since here there's a reason why we take out a bit of the wine for each of the makas, or there's a reason why we want the cup to overflow, I'm not wasting food, there's a reason why I'm doing it, and that's mutter as well. The other question which comes up and is very interesting, and that is when it comes to Arab Pesach. So the Indian, we have to destroy the chametz. Is there any problem being with the chametz? And as once already we have to destroy the chametz, uh, can you leave it on the floor? Okay, do you have to still respect it? Can you put it in a bag? You hang it in the door? All the things we spoke about, which are normally also, throw it into the fire. All, all these oh, things are problem. So it's a question. We have to put it in the fire. As opposed to throw. And as the regular dinim, which we have and how to respect food, does it apply to chametz as well? Why don't you answer the same answer? It's, it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to destroy it. So I can burn it. I can remove it. Do I have to worry about chametz which is on the floor? You don't get into the fire. You have to throw it into the fire. Oh. So it's a fine, put it in. <laughs> so the Rav him that Beregel is an Isser Torah to have it, so then there's no dinim of, uh, of treating it like food anymore. It's meant to be destroyed. It's not a chashivus of bread, it's a chashivus of this is the food Hashem gave us, we treat it a certain way. But now the Torah is telling us to destroy it, so there's no problem destroying it. Same thing they always ask the question, is there a problem about Tashkis? In other words, Chomets, which a person has in Pesach, 
and it's going to burn it to destroy it. So we're not talking about a few crumbs, but yes, it has a whole cake, it has a whole box of crackers, whatever it is. Is there, issue of, is there in your about tashkis? Is it showing comments? It's the same thing. Once the Torah tells us to destroy something, we aren't to be it. We don't have to treat it with respect. It's when there's something which is given to us to eat, then we treat it with respect because we show we value Hashem's bracha. But now the Torah tells us to destroy it, now we have to destroy it. It loses that chashivus that it normally has. Okay, so that's the one last thing, maybe. What about other foods? Besides the bread, is there an issue to throw away perfectly edible food? So it's like this. The halacha is that a person's not meant to throw away food which a person can eat. It's baltashkis. It's really good food. But at the same time, I've mentioned, for instance, pastors and many others also, a person's not mechuyev to eat what they don't want to. Whereas we don't tell a person, so that food doesn't get thrown away, you mechuyev to eat it. The issue of baltashkis is the issue you don't go destroy food. But it's not a mitzvah, make sure food doesn't get destroyed. You're not mechuyev to eat what I don't want to eat. Uh, so if I'm full, and there's still, uh, I don't know that uh, I can't eat anymore, I'm full. So I have to force myself to eat more than I want so that food doesn't get thrown away. Same thing, if a person has a chashash about the kashas of something, and because he doesn't want to eat, or whatever the case may be, or he wants to see himself and he's fasting bahad, and because of that, the food which is, he's not going to eat the food, he's fasting. In all cases like that, it's not a problem. The Torah didn't say you have to make sure not that food doesn't get thrown away. The Torah said is you can't waste it. And therefore, to do something to destroy a perfectly good food, or that would be batashkis. But for a person to say he doesn't want to eat more, and as a result of that, if no one's going to eat the food, it's going to spoil, it's going to go, and it's going to need to be thrown away, that's not also. Um, so like, people will eat it, then of course, the caterer can't decide I'm destroying my food if the people will eat it. Um, if there's nothing to do with it, what's he meant to do? You can't force people to eat. They don't go around the table taking the rolls. Interesting question. They do do. I don't think we're asking a shayla, but it's a, it's a shayla we can ask. And that is, Kiyadur, there was Tukufas in Eretz Yisrael, where they milked more milk than they needed for the market. Mm-hmm. So they had a surplus of milk. No, they just were cows, they had to milk the cows. And as a result, they, they bring all the milk to the dairies. There's a certain amount that people are drinking, for whatever reason, the demand drops a little bit, and they have a lot of extra milk. And in a case like that, now there's a question, right, what do they do with all this extra milk? Now what they want to do is they want to destroy it. It's kind of, and the question always is, it's perfectly good food, so if you have extra, give it for free. There are enough anim, enough people who would be more than happy to have free milk, why don't you give it for free? And the counter argument is going to be, for yeah. you start doing it for free, you're earning the, you're earning the price. Yeah. Because no one's going to buy milk, everyone's going to take it for free. Yeah. So is it mutter in a case like that to destroy the surplus so as not to ruin the market? It's right from the Gemara in time. Another Gemara is also, it's interesting, in a case like that, where there's a tzorech, where there's a reason why a person's doing it, so we say it's not Baltashkis. Baltashkis is needless destruction. But if there's a reason why it's being done, so then it's not considered needless. There's a, and that's the case, we can't say it's also. I even heard from awesome. the bird foods. One last thing I'll finish with this. Is it mutter to give human food to an animal? Can I take food for myself and give it to my, my animals? So now it's like this. If it's food which no one's going to eat anymore, it's the crusts of the bread or it's the, the crumbs, there's no problem. It's either that or throwing in the garbage. There's no problem giving it to an That's for sure okay. The question is, but if it's food which a person would eat, so can I give food which a person could eat to an animal? So now it depends. 
uh, the first can say, if it's my animal and I'm hired to feed my animal, I can give him my food as well. I have to give him something to eat, so I can choose what I want to feed him. But if it's not my animal, so I've got no khir to this animal, then to give it food that a person would eat, I shouldn't do it. If someone's going to eat it, it's better to give it to a person, not give it to an animal. People would put milk in a, in a, in a bowl. So the feed that, going to get to. If it's my cat, then it's okay, I'm going to feed my cat. But if it's a stray cat, so then this is milk which people could drink, I should waste it on cats. If it's already past its day, it's starting to go spoil, whatever it is, then okay, then you can give it to cats. But food which people could eat, then if, unless it's machiv to feed the animal, I shouldn't give it to animals, I should keep it for people. Why? But if it's something which is originally meant for animals, that's okay. People always ask, they go to the zoo and you buy these bags of uh, seeds or vegetables mm-hmm. to feed the animals. That was never meant for people to eat. That was meant for the animals. Okay, so then you can give it to animals. I wasn't taking food which was meant for people and downgrading it to give it to animals. Now, Vashanka, like we said, food which people are no longer going to eat is no problem giving it to animals, with one exception. It's brought in the Halacha that the Chana that a person makes Hamosim on Shabbos has a certain Cheshivas of being used for a mitzvah, and therefore even the leftovers, even the crumbs, a person shouldn't give to an animal. Okay, that's what's brought as the dinner of either busy or the dinner of Hefzirah.